listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's WWE Main Event. Show. Oh, hell. Oh, yes. <laughs> Actually, this song works. It works well for me, and I'll explain in a second. Guys, Bing is for doing. We are here doing another AfterBuzz show for WWE's main event for the week of May 1st, beginning of May. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, professional wrestling's voice of choice, Christian Rosenberg. Holding down the fort, but as always, not doing it alone. I got my friends over here, Mr. Cameron Cash. How are you, sir? What's up, everybody? I'm your sexy beast, Cameron Cash, ready to give you the greatest after show you've ever seen in your life. And the lovely lady next to him is Miss Corey Takei. Yes, I'm a little less excited. <laughs> well, well I'm excited. Actually. Well, see, I'm I'm coming off a crazy week. That music, the reason that music actually, even though he tried to throw us off with that music, it works because. Uh, my insane wrestling league show this past Friday night at our main event. The Young Bucks, our tag team champions, mm-hmm. come out to that theme. They come out to Umbop. Um, it was an incredible show. I lost my voice. I'm glad I got it back for now. Yes, me Between too. the live crowd and Roku and everything, we had over 1,300 people tuned in wow. to check it out. Nice. Beautiful. Thank you all Beautiful. so much for doing that. It was a blast. And now we are here back to good old WWE main event after Buzz. Hailing from Detroit, Michigan, and we kick things off a main event this week a little different than we have in the past. We start off actually with a recap from three weeks ago on Monday Night Raw when Kofi Kingston defeated Antonio Cesaro for the United States Championship, uh, giving Kofi his third reign Mm -hmm. with that title. Yes. And all of a sudden, then we cut back from that recap and we have backstage Matt Strecker interviewing Antonio Cesaro. Because we're going to have that United States Championship rematch. He's invoking his rematch. On main event, we get the rematch in our show. Awesome! And we're going to get to it very, very shortly. I can feel the excitement, man. This was amazing. Mm -hmm. It, It was. It really, really was. And Cesaro, all of a sudden, for this interview, there's no yodeling. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, it's kind of hypocritical, though, you got to admit, Christian, because we were all for the yodeling in the no, beginning. No, I wasn't. We? I was for I the was yodeling. not. Oh, you were? I hated the yodeling from day one. Did I also hate the yodeling? I think you did. Okay. Because yeah. I was like, oh, yodel. Corey loved it. Oh, that's right. I, I had that like little the innuendo. But yeah, all of a sudden, he's out there. He's got, <laughs> he's got like the aviator shades. Um... Was it a beret? Like, what do you call it that was hat? It's like a beret, but I, I know people referred as French people having berets, but Swiss people have that as well. So it was kind of like a Swiss beret to sure. the you know to the side, and I don't it, know. When I saw that, he kind of looked like Nikolai Volkov. Kind of just reminded, it gave me that. No, it gave a little little that, that Russian sense of it. feel. You know? Yeah, a little Russian feel. Only only in this case, Swiss. Yeah. Um, but but no, but I, I get what you're saying. Had that vibe to it, and he's going. You know, what am I going to do? I'm going to go back to what I did for 240 days. I will use my technical skill and my tenacity. Kofi took something from me, and all of you, you all took my pride, Mm. my identity, and my dignity. Yeah. Love it. Love it. I I really like Cesaro. This is the Cesaro I want. Mm -hmm. Yep, me too. I don't want the jokey yodeling guy. This is the guy that's a main eventer. I'm okay with the yodeling with or without. He's still Cesaro. (laughs) Corey's in love with Cesaro. I'm going to tell your boyfriend. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I love this promo, and that's what kicks off. We get the usual video package for main event. and, and And we begin with that United States title match. And Kofi is introduced first, which, again, I've talked about in the weeks in the past. Why does the champion get introduced first, especially in a title match? Should go challenger and champion. I don't care if it's a babyface or heel. The champion should always be introduced mm-hmm. second. Uh, I agree with you, Christian. You know, uh, but we got to, like I said the other weeks before, prior, 
Well, we had so much excitement with this match, we're all a little tongue-tied, but go on. Like the weeks prior, you cannot fight the irrational with the irrational. Raw, can't fight the irrational with the irrational. You can't fight the irrational with the irrational. You're on fire, huh? Yes, I am on fire. My brain's got it. Let's drink some more water, people. Some more. Well, well, here's the thing. Do you think maybe we can? Because what if some we more said... more agua, guys. What if we said the last few weeks, we've said we don't want the show following one guy. We want to get back to some other solid title matches. We talked about we don't mm-hmm. want the yodeling. Main event gave us what we've been preaching the last few they weeks. They also gave us a better show. Yes. And that's exactly right. You know, guys, I just had like a total recall. And that's exactly right. I hated the yodeling. It was horrendous. <laughs> and, you know, we got the, finally we got this serious Cesaro, you know, this kind of uh, M. Bison, as Kaori was telling me backstage uh, before the show. Our weekly Street Fighter reference. Yes. Damn right. <laughs> and uh, I was really digging it. I'm really feeling it. Yeah, so, um, oh, and, and then when Antonio Cesaro comes out, you know, the commentators comment on there's no yodeling, he's all business. And JBL mentions, I like the yodeling. Well, of course, he would have to say that just to... Maybe he really does, though. Yeah, why? Why not? Because you can't take someone yes, as a serious can. contender if they're joking like that. But he's not joking. It's his shtick. It's his Swiss yodeling. He goes nah, up to the... Oh. That, that shtick is officially but, buried. But it, it's, <laughs> it, it's, the, it's the equivalent of, of when, like, the Mountie or whoever would, like, tell the crowd to sing the Canadian National Anthem. They, they never got beyond mid-card. With like that shtick, yeah. with them singing with the horrible voice. Um, there's a reason that Jillian Hall was she ever the Divas champ or women's champion? I don't remember. She might have had it once, but briefly, um, because she had like the gimmick where she thought she was an amazing singer and she was terrible. And but that doesn't that won't escalate you beyond what the, about, the joke. What about like Fandango being an amazing dancer and super prideful? But that's part uh, of his gimmick. That's I mean they're both part of their. It's gimmicks, still part of the gimmick, but. He's still new. Has he been? Has he had title matches yet? Is he in the main event yet? No. Right. Not yet. I, I did say he'll be Intercontinental Champion probably before the end of 2013, mm-hmm. which is the mid-card title. It's not the main event title. Corey does have a point, though. i got to give it to her. You know, the only difference here is that the yodeling was like an addition to Cesaro, and Cesaro was kind of already solidified as... He already had his yeah. gimmick solidified, and then the yodeling was kind of an additional thing, but it just didn't feel right. It didn't mesh right. And in fact, I felt like it degraded him, quite frankly, too much. So I'm glad that they got rid of it. Mm. So this match mm. starts off. Michael Cole reminds us that the very first United States champion was Hall of Famer Harley Race. And JBL, actually, is also a former United States champion. A lot of Hall of Famers, actually. I think they've said over a dozen WWE Hall of Famers have held that United States championship. Um, match starts off slow. Like, a lot of slow pace and a lot of, uh, you know, feeling out. Um, a lot of a lot of some technical counters where he had some uh, do- like going for a abdominal stretch, which was then countered into a wrist lock, which was then countered to like an arm bar, which was then countered, and um, it started that slow for a little while until Cesaro caught Kofi, mitts a leapfrog, and slammed him, and then literally deadlifted him back up and hit his beautiful tilt a whirl that we've seen him do on everyone and every time it looks fantastic, but then. Kofi gets back up. He counters with a hurricanrana and a springboard splash off the second rope. And that brings us to our first commercial break during the match. We come back, and uh, Cesaro's got Kofi locked in a reverse chin lock. And Cesaro, though, at that point, continuing to keep the slow, methodical pace that that is always essential for heels to do, especially when they're going up against high flyers. You always want to keep them grounded. Mm-hmm, you want mm-hmm. to use your, your power game, your submission game against the high flyers, especially one like Kofi. Um, oh, and we find out that Cesaro hasn't had a dessert in over three years. Yeah. Random fact there. And that's when I said I wouldn't date him. Yeah, See, he, he was your perfect man until he wouldn't eat dessert. When I he wouldn't be able to eat with he me. He wouldn't have a chocolate cake. I eat anything and everything. I'm Asian. You know we do that. But, but what's that have to do with him <laughs> eating it as well? See, I find this because kind of baffling. I like, <laughs> I like to share my food. So if my man is eating with me, he better have something that I can eat too. That's just what I do. But what if I have like a delicious uh, bacon guacamole uh, hamburger? That's not a dessert. Well, sometimes <laughs> it it's a dessert be, I, for I me. Guess. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, are you still gonna like grab like half of my sandwich? If I want a bite, I'll take a bite. I don't know if I can let you do that, Corey. Well, then well that's you, why you ain't my man. I, I guess you two aren't dating anytime soon. Uh, Kofi fights Here's back. That's true. Kofi fights back, nails his jumping clothesline, followed by the boom, boom, drop, 
but only gets the two count. But out of nowhere, Cesaro then comes back with a Michinoku driver, which we haven't seen anybody use in WWE in a long time. That move, I think, could be Cesaro's finisher. As much as I love the detonator, mm-hmm. I think that move, because of his size and power, it, he's not going to switch it, but I think he could use it for a guy that size. I loved it. I hope it's not his finisher, man. I hope not. Although I love Takamichi Noku. It was like I had kind of like a blast from the past back to 1998 WWF Attitude Era. It was great to see that match or that move again. But uh, to make it his finisher, uh, no. Yeah, I don't know. I my, disagree. My thought, I like because it shows even more power from lifting him that high in the air than as well as powerful as the detonator looks. You know what should be his finisher? That Tamichi move he Noku? did later on during the match from the apron and we'll get we're, to we're that. gonna get to that uh, when we all jumped out of our that seats that would be crazy okay but yes <laughs> um so cesaro then goes oh uh, hits a fierce uppercut in the turnbuckle still only for a two count goes for another tilt a whirl but then kofi counted into a sunset flip which then immediately got countered by cesaro into another roll-up but still only two count the crowd jumped at that one because they mm-hmm. thought it was three and i mean because it, it was really really close um, from there we got, where are we? We come back from the second commercial at that point. Kofi fighting back, elbowing Cesaro, gets him out of the ring. He goes for a flying hurricanrana, where Cesaro catches him, looks like he's going for a powerbomb on the outside, but Kofi fights back, hurricanranas him into the steel steps, so then good. runs up the steps, just like that, into a double axe handle. Excellent sequence there. And from there, though, Cesaro continues to fight back, nails a big elbow in the corner. And then Cesaro begins to work on the leg. Because um, earlier in the match, Kofi's knee got caught in the ropes, but we didn't really see much action on the knee at that point. But then out of nowhere, Cesaro runs and hits his big double stomp mm-hmm. right on the leg. We saw like the close-up on the replay look great. And then from there... Back to the technical wrestling. Back to the ground game, the single leg crab. Can I just say, Christian, I love that. It almost looked like an accident, like a legit accident when Kofi got his legs stuck in the yep. in the yes. ropes or whatever you call it. Yeah, it's called the ropes. It's a rope. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it was great ring psychology following that. He Cesaro p- keeps bashing that knee, and it looks good. It does look good. Yep. And so Cesaro holding on to that leg. Kofi eventually gets to the rope. Um... Starts, you know, try to fight back. And then, out of nowhere, Kofi goes for the trouble in paradise. But then Cesaro catches the leg and gets him right back in that single leg crack. That is great ring psychology. Um, You know, like your high-flying, high-spot fans at that point are probably chanting boring. But, like, the true, like, wrestling fans, like the wrestling historians, were all just like, yes, Uh back to the ground game. You know, keep working on on that knee. Um, from there, oh, then when Kofi got the rope again here, there was actually a cool little split-second moment where he's reaching for the rope, and Cesaro, with his other arm, is trying to block him. I like that. that. I haven't seen that. You haven't seen that. It's great. Yeah. Why haven't more people done that? Like, I would love to see with someone like with the strength of Cesaro, say he's holding the leg with one arm, the guy's trying to reach the rope. Blocks it and then starts wrenching the arm uh, with the like, other he's one. He's like, "You ain't getting this." Yeah, and then, and then he's pulling both back. I, I loved that moment. As you can tell, I was <laughs> I loved a lot of this it was match. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, once Kofi reaches, uh, Kofi does reach the rope and he kind of crawls onto the apron, and then we have the move. Then we got all of a sudden uh, Cesaro climbs to the second rope and grabs him. So we're thinking, oh, he's going to start pulling him up for like a superplex. Maybe Kofi counters. We'll see what happens. No, we don't get that at all. Literally, Cesaro is up here on the second rope. Kofi is down on the apron. And just the pure strength of Cesaro pulls him up from the ground and does his own superplex in one fell swoop. The people around ringside, yes. People around ringside, whether they were cheering for Cesaro or not, they jumped to their feet because they're like, what the hell was Mm -hmm. that? Cole and JBL kept saying on commentary, I've never seen that. Yeah, they couldn't be played enough. No, really. they replayed it like eight times because it was an incredible move, but still only a two count. And the crowd, then the crowd's like, oh, come on, Kofi. If you can kick out of that, you can hang in there. Mm. 
Christian, if you don't mind, I got to say something. No, go ahead. When I saw that, guys, when I saw that, I hope that Vince McMahon was watching this match. Because, folks, it just goes to show, it was an abomination that Cesaro wasn't at WrestleMania. It truly was. When I saw this, I was flabbergasted. I was taken off my seat. Hell, it was a slobber knocker, as good old JR used to say. It was beautiful. And we need to see more of this. We need to see more of Cesaro. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, what else do you guys got to say? Well, Kaori, you yeah. want to pitch in here? Yeah, you chime in before I do. Well, yeah, no, I completely agree. I think it was uh, kind of shocking that he wasn't at WrestleMania at all. And every time I see Cesaro, he pretty much has a decent match. Oh, no, he always I mean, has good, if not great matches every time. He is, for me, one of my favorites. It, oh, yeah, and, and part of that reason, oddly enough, is why I think he was not on the WrestleMania card this year. Because he, he didn't really have... And again, we talked about like in the past, like he had his feud with Miz that ended before Mania. Sankara got hurt um, when they were going to begin that feud. But if they put him in any match, it would have been a show stealer because of mm. how great he is. So and good. if he didn't have a long built up feud, they might not necessarily want everyone to think that was the match of the night. I know I don't li- I don't like saying it myself, but that. C- I'm just guessing that could be a reason behind it. I think though that's an, it's inevitable for the fans to pick a match of the night that sometimes might not be what WWE wants to be mm. the match of the night. Like everybody, I'm sure Vince was thinking Cena versus Rock would be the match of the night, but it sure as hell wasn't. No, it was not. So uh, I don't know if I uh, agree with that theory there. Um, but then back to the match. So from there, um, there was the other kick out, and then Cesaro goes for. Um, hits a body slam and then another double stomp. This one right, right on the on the gut. The tummy. The tum- Well, <laughs> Kofi doesn't really have much of a gut. <laughs> and then he starts signaling for the neutralizer. Oh, neutralizer! I was saying detonator earlier. I was wrong. Neutralizer is finisher, not detonator. <laughs> I I messed up. Detonator sounds cool though. So. Yeah, neutralizer works too. <laughs> he goes to set up. Um, uh, Kofi for the neutralizer. Kofi counters with a back body drop, but Cesaro again, like the six foot four, six five, whatever guy lands on his feet, goes for a clothesline. Kofi ducks it and then hits Trouble in Paradise on the back of Cesaro's head, which is another thing you don't really see. You don't really see someone get hit in the back with Trouble in Paradise. He is down. Kofi crawls over because of his bad leg. One, two, three. Kofi Kingston retains the United States Championship in a near half-hour-long match to start main event. Um, and then, like, we'll get to the ratings in a sec. Just right after that match, Stryker comes in the ring to interview Kofi. And, you know, Kofi's like, I always get up and fight because you never know when you'll get your opportunity. Mm-hmm. A few weeks ago... I got my opportunity. I became the United States champion. But last week, something even bigger happened. My wife and I had our first child. They had a son. And now I'm looking in the camera for this one. Babe, son. And I, I commend the fact that he doesn't reveal their names. He keeps them private. Yeah, he does. He keeps them private. Babe, son. Daddy's coming home a champion. And TMZ is out to get him. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm just nah. kidding. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's that match. And we've been, since we found out that this match was going to be on main event, we've all been hit up on, on Twitter and everything, wondering, like, I can't wait to find out what your star ratings were for this match. People are saying, is this going to be the first five star? Is Cameron actually going to give a match credit? They're, you know, they're wondering all these things. I, I want to start with Cameron so badly. So please start with Cameron. <laughs> all right, guys. <laughs> well, first off, I got to say, Bruce Lee used to say this saying. Be like water, my friend. Folks, this match was like water all over the place. It was great. It was the personification of that quote because there was amazing flow. It was like they weren't even trying anymore until the very end. I thought the end kind of just sucked. Yeah, you didn't like the ending for some reason. It just, uh, I didn't feel it. I realized it's Kofi's finisher, but I just felt like... Um, I felt like it would be a two-count after that. I didn't feel like it would be the end of the match. And it kind of killed it for me. It kind of did. And it actually brought my star rating down. Um, besides that, I just want to say, you know, uh, Cesaro, he was champ from August 19, 2012 to April 15, 2013. I hope that sinks in for you folks because, in a way, he was kind of like the um, the CM Punk of the uh, U.S. championship. CM Punk on the mid-card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, down to my star rating now. 
I will have to go. say, Drum this will roll. probably be the highest rating I'll ever give on main event. Which is what, a one and a half? <laughs> no, that's not my highest rating. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Go on. Come on, buddy. You always got to just dip. I, 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 I got it. I got it. Go for it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to give this one a four. No four stars four. at all. No, Steven, he was about to reveal it. You uh, blew he, it. He just bugged it. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't hear it. I'm going to have to repeat myself now. <laughs> I'm going to have to give it a four and one-fourth stars. Wow! That's four really and one-fourth star That's from... That's really good. ...from Mr. Cameron Cash. That was by far your highest rating. Is it really? Yeah. I don't think you've ever oh, given yeah. anything above three. <laughs> no, it was a really amazing match. I really enjoyed it. It was a breath of fresh air from these mediocre main events we've been having to put ourselves through. It was uh, truly <laughs> wonderful. And... Um, the one thing, though, I'd have to disagree, though, JBL said during this match that it's kind of like we got a Federer and Nadal here, you know, the tennis reference, mm-hmm. yep. and I don't really believe it's the case. Honestly, if there was anything, I wish that Cesaro would have won the U.S. title in this match, but although he didn't, i got to say mm-hmm. this. I don't think that we're going to see Kofi Kingston much longer in the WWE. I really don't. Where did I, that come from? Uh, That's what I feel. That's all, folks. (laughs) Yeah, that is all. Where's that from? He's a champion (laughs) right now. Yeah, but he's not going to be a champion much longer. And I will uh, continue with this uh, theory in my conclusion for tonight's show. Of course. Well, I do (laughs) want to know what would you have given this if that ending wasn't a disappointment for you? I probably would have given it a uh, four and a half. Oh, so it's just (laughs) off the quarter point. Pretty much. All right. Uh, Is it okay if I go first? No, please do. Second. Second. First, compared to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> Go right ahead. <laughs> I, I would give this one four and a half stars. It was not only one of the best matches on main event, but one of the best matches I've seen for maybe a year, for a really long time. Uh, it was a good combo to have Kofi Kingston, Kingston, who's the flyer, against someone with such strength. They worked so well together. And I really enjoyed this match. I'm also with Cameron. The ending wasn't something I really wanted. I wanted a little more of a, a good, solid ending. But I couldn't have asked for a better show. I, at first, was a little... Even though as thrilled as I was that we were going to get this match on main event, when they first announced it on Raw, I was a little upset. I was like, why are we using the rematch on main event and not save it for the next Mm pay-per-view because they can put on a pay-per-view quality match. But they answered my question with this because they gave it time. They would never get this much time on a Raw or on a pay-per-view. They would get half of it max. That's a good point. They would get 15 max, which would still put on a great match, no doubt about it. They had just under a half hour on this. It was absolutely fantastic beginning to end. I enjoyed the end, and the reason I did was as much as Cesaro was put on, because he had so many phenomenal moves, that ending put over how devastating the Trouble in Paradise kick should be. That Mm -hmm. all of a sudden he just hit that kick out of nowhere, even on the back of the head, and it was still enough to put Cesaro down for the three count. It put over Kofi's finishing move. It put over how how many moves in C- Cesaro has in his arsenal. And as we'll get to it in just a second, we also put in the fact that this feud is not over yet. And because of all that, because I can t- give it more, I'm also giving it four and a half stars. It was near perfection. Yes, it was um, so good. You know, it's it's really really tough for me to get. I'm sure it's really tough for any of us to give something a five star. That'd be something that would like go down in the history books. Yeah. But this by far, by leaps and bounds, was the best television match that I've seen in 2013. Nice. I agree with you. Yeah. Totally. And um and then right from that we go to commercial. We come back and it's Kofi in the back limping to the back and there's some crew <sighs> this guys. Is excellent. There's some crew guys congratulating him as he's walking by, which I love. Like give him more time, <laughs> give him some credit. And then Cesaro comes out of nowhere, slams him into you know like some crates and like just uh-huh. a bunch of you know the bunch of random stuff in the back that <laughs> never seems to be used, but it's always there. And then Cesaro, like kind of you know like mounts him, goes on top, like climbs on top of him. Grabs him by the head. You don't take from Cesaro. Cesaro takes from you. And yanks out one of Kofi's <laughs> dreads. I love that yeah. so much. 
I think the whole package was great. I wonder what he's going to do with the dreadlock now. Is he going to bring it on uh, next? I hope like he starts bringing it out and carrying it with him. Maybe just for at least a few. No, just like for (laughs) a few weeks, and then give him the match at a pay per view, and then that'll be the last you see him with the hair. It would be funny if he like lights it on fire or makes it like a curl on the you know the front of his forehead or um, yeah. I would I would <laughs> I would almost I would almost want there to be some type of stipulation in their match where if Kofi loses he has to shave his head. I thought that the stipulation hmm. would be get your hair extension back. <laughs> that would be Title it. versus hair extension. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but no, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thrilled that this shows that this feud is not over mm-hmm. yet. They're going to continue it. They'll probably have a match at Extreme Rules because we're like two weeks away from that pay-per-view and there's only three announced matches so far. But now we're getting a build for a mid-card title, and I couldn't be happier. And that said, I gave that match four and a half stars. If you guys at home want to give us five stars, you can go to iTunes and rate and comment and subscribe to this podcast as well as all the other AfterBuzz podcasts that we have here. I mean, there's the Monday Night Raw one, there's SmackDown. Um, We're actually going to do one for that new Diva show that's going to be on E! um, later on, so you'll stick around for that. And as well as all the other AfterBuzz shows for that matter, make sure, again, you subscribe, tell a friend, it only takes a second, and again, that five-star rating. As well as you can watch these shows live now on your iPads, iPhones, Androids, and, you know, like and leave us comments on YouTube because we read them and we will respond. We and we want to hear from you. We want to hear what you guys like and, and dislike. And speaking of which, we have another outlet for that now. Uh, Cameron, do you want to kind of explain it? Because this was actually your little, your little idea that we had at the end of the show. So, so, so here we go, folks. It's never, ever been done before on AfterBuzz TV. It's never, ever been done before on any pro wrestling after show on this network. And we're going to be the first to do it. Here's the big announcement. So uh, put up your volumes, people. <laughs> if you got tout. <laughs> if you got tout, and I'm sure you know exactly what tout is because WWE has made it a part of their show. And we're also going to do the same exact thing. Tout TV exclusive. Yeah, that's right. It's breaking news. That's breaking damn news. Damn right. Folks, it's tout.com dash forward slash me after buzz. Tout.com forward slash me after buzz. Me, of course, stands for main event. You can tout us your thoughts and opinions 24 hours before our after show, which is right after main event. And we will watch them and pick the best opinions. And we will air them here on the main event after show. And we will answer your questions and give your, uh, you know, our thoughts on your opinions for main event. That's right. Yeah. So if you have a specific question you want to ask us, or if there's like you want to issue your opinion on one of the main event matches, or if you got something funny that you know you want to you know poke fun in a friendly way at me or Corey or Cameron or anyway, if it's entertaining, we're gonna put it on. We're gonna put it on this little television screen that we got right here, so you'll be exposed to the millions and millions of AfterBuzz subscribers, and yeah. I also yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm like oh wait that was uh, that was the height of it. Oh, that's right. So you have a chance to let your voice be heard as well through Tao. And go ahead. I also want to add one more thing, folks. We also do monitor the AfterBuzz chat during the main event show. So feel free to comment or give us your own match rating for that fabulous match with Cesaro and Kofi Kingston because we'll, we'll, we'll give you the credit we'll mention what you said if we like it live here on the air grab, grab your iPad oh, yeah. wa- like open the show and open the chat at the same time yeah, so quick shout out to Ryan Whittleson, Chris Mingy and Watchtower Base for always being on the chat and supporting us and everyone else out Thanks, there appreciate it guys All right. Um, now we, we come back from that and we get what is our only Raw recap of the entire show? Again, the WWE must be watching us. They must be listening to us because this mm-hmm. is what we talked about and they delivered. Because we only have one recap and it's of that big six-man tag match for Monday Night Raw with The Shield versus Team Hell No and the injured John Cena. Of course, Ryback kind of backed out of the match and we get you know a nice highlight package of the match and we really see... Um, we really starting to see the monster of Kane during this because we saw in mm-hmm. Raw because last week on SmackDown when the Shield attacked Undertaker, all of a sudden now it's almost like Kane 
taking this on a much more personal level and not as interested with his tag team title reign as tag team partner. And he's just going like he had one point had held the throat of the referee. And then all of a sudden he was ready to pin. I think it was Ambrose because he hit the chokeslam. But instead he throws him out of the ring and starts trying to get him set up on the table. Just like he's mm-hmm. just going old school cane like. So I'm really curious to see where that um, where that goes from there. And then the other thing that I know you guys didn't think was that big a deal, um, but I made a comment when we were watching main event in, uh, in our screening room, was when Roman Reigns pinned Cena, I was kind of surprised that none of the commentators were like, Roman Reigns just pinned the WWE champion. There was no like emphasis that the champion was actually pinned. I mean, they just said the Shield win again. Yeah. They didn't say who the Shield pinned. Yeah, that and, a good, that's a good point. And, and, and to me, I mean, I mean, that is the WWE champion. I mean, in this case, well, well even if they pin Dan O'Brien or Kane, because they're the tag team champions. It's like they once again pin the tag team champions or they pin the WWE champion, you know, whatever it may be. I'm sorry, Christian. I totally disagree with you, man. And it's quite simple. They are a trifecta, the Shield. And right they are now, a trifecta. The best thing WWE can do is build them as a trifecta, kind of like a demolition or... Or 3MB. By saying that one of the uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. members beat Cena, it kind of defeats the purpose of what the S.H.I.E.L.D. is about. Well, then why are they having singles matches now? I guess to just continue building on that each member is powerful, but to make him even stronger than John Cena is maybe counterintuitive right now. Well, well, in, that, in anything, they put over how powerful Roman Reigns' spear is. Because he just won Spear and he pinned the WWE champion with it. And I don't know. I mean, I, I think that should have been emphasized a little bit. Obviously, he's doing his feud with Ryback right now. So it's not suddenly saying, oh, now Roman Reigns should get a title shot. Because, again, it wasn't like the six-man tag match. But I, sh- I would like to see, like, in a few weeks, maybe in a non-title match, all of a sudden Cena one-on-one with Roman Reigns. And Roman Reigns is the one guy we have not seen in a singles match yet. We've seen Rollins, we've seen Ambrose, we have not seen Reigns. My opinion. Meh. Fair if you enough. agree, disagree, tout us, YouTube, iTunes, all that. Chat us. Chat us. Chat us in the chat roll. Um, or if you see on the street, yell at us. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so we come back to the ring, and we, as great as that match was between Kofi and Cesaro, we're not done yet on main event. We well, still got, oh, I'm sorry, did you have well, something else to say? Yeah, well, wait a second. We didn't mention Ryback at the end, how he comes Oh, we in. didn't. You're right. Go ahead. You want to mention that? <laughs> it sounds like you kind of like, eh. Um, well, well, be, well, because my reaction to it was just like that entire arena. He, he came out. And there was no booze, there was no cheers, there was, he was just there. Like, I think it took like an extra minute for the crowd to even realize he was there. That's right. And folks, uh, hold on to your seats because I'm going to give a lot about uh, Ryback right now. <laughs> I'm going to sit back, go ahead. <laughs> folks, I am, I am disgusted by Ryback. Just disgusted. This man is like the Goldberg reject. In fact, I'd be happier that if it was Gilberg versus John Cena at Extreme mm. Rules, not Ryback. I mean, and Ryback, he even has this Former like, lightweight uh, champion, Gilberg. you damn right. And he was an amazing uh, lightweight <laughs> champion. When he came out with the sparklers, it was uh, beautiful. But uh, with Ryback, I mean, he's trying to almost, uh, you know, uh, act like Goldberg with this, uh, uh, what is that kind of jacket he wore backstage? Something like this Goldberg. This leather yeah, jacket. Something like Goldberg would wear. Please! Please, Ryback. We're not feeling you, man. The fans pretty much showed it. They don't give a damn about you. I don't give a damn. Uh, just retire right now. Okay, maybe wow. that's a little. Maybe that's a little bit too hard. A- afterwards, <laughs> afterwards, if you see him in the back, are you gonna hug because he's a good person? Because uh, you yeah. say that about everybody. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a good person. Then <laughs> I got a feeling now he's gonna stalk me and look for me and uh, kill me uh, backstage. I hope he does, so I, he can come and after buzz. But but really though, Ryback, yeah, man, in, you can take his spot. <laughs> Really, right back uh, between uh, mano e mano. Uh, I'm not feeling you, buddy. Uh, just, just uh, you know, try a little harder. I'm sure you'll uh, you'll get the mojo sooner or later. But uh, nobody's feeling it, and that's all I got to say about that. Well, I mean, I I think when he turned heel, I thought it was excellent, and it just hasn't shown in the recent weeks what I 
expected of him. So it's not just me. You feeling it too, Kari? It's a little more lackluster than I expected. Yes, I'm a little disappointed. I, I, w- I was excited at first when he made the heel turn because, like I said on this show, it was surprising. I wasn't expecting it. But, but I mean, since then, has he had a match? I don't... Since he turned heel? Has he had a wrestling match? He's walked out a couple he's times. He's walked out. <laughs> but he, I don't think he's really had, like, a competitive match. And that really only works best if you have a mouthpiece with you. Mm-hmm. If he had Paul Heyman with him, this would be a whole different story. You know what I If would... he had Zeb Coulter with him, this would be a whole different story. What were you going to say? I was going to say... Uh... I'd rather see a Rock versus Ryback feud than a John Cena versus Ryback feud. I could see Rock making fun of the whole Feed Me More thing, putting a nice big buffet in front of Ryback. Like, you want to get fed? You have some chicken, guacamole, some uh, black beans. That would make for a funny segment. I'm convinced well, I'm convinced guacamole is your favorite word. Well, I think, I think the, the Ryback-Mark Henry feud was even better than... I like that. And well, well, again, well, and Ryback was the baby face there, and Mark Henry carried it because Mark Henry was the one talking, and Mark Henry's a better talker than Ryback. Right. Right. But giving, I got to give credit to you, though, Christian, giving Ryback a Paul Heyman would really help. Really turn him around. It would. Yeah. Well, hey, they've listened to us before because we got evidence from this main event. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. crossed. All right. Anyway, we still got one more match on the main event. We got Justin Gabriel versus one-third of 3MB, Heath Slater. I'm honestly excited from the get-go because I'm happy that these, like, you know, lower to mid-card guys are getting just a straight-up one-on-one match on main event because we really haven't had that in a while. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's nice to actually get the chance to see these guys in a one-on-one match. Gabriel we saw a few weeks ago in that hour-long Festival of Justin Gabriel with the Battle World and his match with Barrett. Festival is a good but, word. But, you know, this is just like a straight-up one-on-one match. And I love the fact that Michael Cole and JBL put over the fact that these two are former three-time tag team champions. They were together in Nexus. They were together in Core. So these guys know each other very, very well. Mm-hmm. Oh, and they also put over the JBL and Cole show on YouTube. Because <laughs> uh, they have to do that every main event. You know, I just realized that show is not even a WWE YouTube official channel. The JBL and Cole show? It's yeah, not? I don't think it's so. Not, I could have sworn it's on the... The Layfield Report is separate. Layfield ha- JBL has a, a separate blog and show. Um, it might be a podcast. I'm not even 100% sure. But the JBL and Cole show, I swear, was on WWE's YouTube page. I could be wrong. If the fans would like, please correct me. <laughs> uh, so, so this match, I mean, for, for like the first like five minutes or so, it was just a lot of arm drags, um, and pretty much all by Justin Gabriel. There was actually there was actually a point where Gabriel hit an arm drag and then started air guitar and with his hair was head banging. And for the longest time, I always felt for three MB that gender. Did not belong, but I was trying to think who would be the best guy instead of Jinder. It's Justin Gabriel. <laughs> no, no. I wish Gabriel was in 3MB instead of Jinder oh, Mahal. Please don't say that. <laughs> I actually agree with you, Christian. 3MB. <sighs> oh, Car, you're on your own. <laughs> <sighs> you know, uh, Watchtower Base just says 3MB reminds him of Spinal Tap. I would say it reminds me of a poor man's Spinal Tap. 3MB, <laughs> it's just like nobody cares, man. I don't feel it. I oh. don't feel. They look ridiculous. That I disagree with. Jinder you Mahal does not fit in this, and that's why I agree with you. Having Justin Gabriel instead of Jinder Mahal would make Three MB have some more sense to it. But right now, it has no sense. It's like, uh, have they ever sang? Are they trying to be like a rock group because they don't? They haven't shown me I'm, that they could play the guitar or something like that. Uh, what were you gonna I'm say? just not feeling them at all. I know a lot of people like See, them. I love them. I know, I know. I, I, just I, I love the gimmick. It's to the point where every time I hear they're coming out, I'm like, oh. But it's like, like, they're those guys that it's Ron Burgundy syndrome, what they have. They think they are the cream of the crop, the best of the best, the most intimidating, toughest, best wrestlers in the WWE, and they get destroyed Each time. week in and week out. <laughs> But um, actually, Ryan Club on Raw made a great point of, of this. I don't know if he did this week or last week, but um, they're the type of guy, like or the group with like this gimmick that they got going on. They could flip that switch of any time. They get a fluke win, and then all of a sudden go on a win streak, and it, it could work. It, they're not getting completely buried because 
one of the best what the, one of the things that makes a wrestler just like in the wrestling aspect one of the things that makes them up top above everyone else mm-hmm. is how you make your opponents look yeah. and Drew McIntyre and Heath Slater do it better than almost everyone if i in no particular order if we were supposed to rank like like some of the top guys as far as that can sell yeah. that can like make opponents look good you have Punk up there, you have Ziggler up there, you have Dan O'Brien up there, and then I also think Keith Slater is up there too. Um, nah. you know. He's just a champion jobber. But those are important. Those they are, are important. needed. They take the They need to make the other guy their opponent look good. Yeah, but you're having the champion jobber, in my opinion, lead a you know, a tag team or a trifecta team. Of three megabyte or three MB. <laughs> yeah, you know it's funny. Boo. I realized they're three man <laughs> band, but for some reason, whenever it's I guess the geek old the old geeky Cameron always think it's three megabyte. But yeah, that sounds retarded. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway. So. So yeah. So you know we continue, and we also got to get another random tidbit of history about. Justin Gabriel found out the last time that he was on main event that his father was in South Africa mm-hmm. and he was known as the Pink Panther. We find out today that apparently years ago overseas that his father had a long feud with William Regal. Look at Just that. Just a random wrestling tidbit of information there. And I love hearing stuff like that. Of course. What, whether it's real or not, I'm just like, you piqued my interest. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, Gabriel hits a monkey flip and another arm drag, which sends Heath Slater out of the ring. And Jinder and McIntyre are trying to like cheer him on to get him back on his feet. You know, he can get back in there. Justin Gabriel flies through the air, suicide dive. Slater gets out of the way, and Gabriel hits McIntyre and Jinder. And at that point, he punches. Heath Slater throws him back in the ring. Jinder and McIntyre both get back up and keep trying to get into the ring to attack Gabriel, where the referee is holding them back until eventually the referee had enough about it, and he's like, you, and you, get out of here. And I did think it was kind of funny, because I think McIntyre thought he threw him out a second earlier, because McIntyre started leaving the ring, Uh and then all of a sudden, the referee started pointing, so then McIntyre quickly got back in the (laughs) ring. Um, Who knows? That might have been just me looking too much into it. Yeah, I didn't catch it either. But, you know... A little moment that makes sense in in this in the sense of this match, and then we actually get a commercial break, so we actually get a good length for this match too. Mm-hmm. And um, we come back. It looks like Justin Gabriel hasn't broken a sweat at this point. It's just been nothing but arm drags, arm drags, arm drags. And but eventually, <laughs> that's really what it's been. Exactly. So why do you like Heath Slater so much? <laughs> arm drag after arm drag after arm drag. Man, I tuned out of this match. I was thinking about some hot women on the beach. What? But I'm not. But that's I'm not, right. But arm drag after arm drag after arm drag. I'm not. T- that's not an insult to Heath Slater. That's an insult to Justin Gabriel. Heath Slater was taking them all well. All of a sudden, Slater was getting weaker and weaker after like the most basic move because he's been hit with it over and over mm-hmm. and over. But it, then it, it takes two to tango. I I blame both of them. Well then, well then, Heath Slater really put on a move that impressed me because uh, Justin Gabriel was uh, climbing up ropes. It mm-hmm. looked like he was going for the 450 splash right after commercial, but you look like you're about to fall asleep. And that's uh, exactly how I felt during this. But match. Heath, <laughs> Heath Slater runs up the ropes, a la a la Kurt Angle, run up the rope type deal, and does a super power slam, which I don't remember the last time I saw a power slam delivered off the top rope like mm-hmm. that. Looked excellent, and now. Heath Slater finally gets in control. Um, he's in control for a few minutes. Eventually, Gabriel fights back with a, his front sweep, which I really en- uh, have really enjoyed in recent weeks. Uh, nice set of kicks. An Irish whip. He ducks a back body drop and then hits a beautiful roundhouse kick. The springboard cross body, and then he goes for, um, what was this one? He kicked off the, oh, a big what did I write here? I wrote it wrong. And the uh, match. Kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did a big kick off the second rope that looked like it hit Slater. I did a typo. I'm human. Um, a big kick off the second rope and him like right on the tooth. And, um, and you know, Slater is out at that point, then goes up for the 450. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Slater did get back, starts fighting <laughs> on the ropes. Slater, though, then falls off the top rope, 
Gabriel hits the 450. This match is over. You're exhausted from it. I as thought it was a fun <laughs> little match. As much as I as much as I love you, Christian, sometimes I can't bear these play-by-plays, especially <laughs> when <laughs> especially when it's a match you hate. Exactly. It's like spare me. <laughs> Which is great because last week you were like, "Great job with the play-by-play." <laughs> And this one, hey, I'm doing it for all the matches. This time I felt like I wanted to strangle myself. But uh, <laughs> All right, so what did you give this match that I'm afraid to ask? This match, I give it a one star. I was totally, That's pretty good. I was totally tuned out. Uh, I was passed out on the seat. I was not thinking even paying attention. Thinking of hot chicks <laughs> on the beach, getting some amazing tans. And all my former girlfriends, you know who you are, girls. But uh, seriously, folks, what? what's that face? What's that face, Christian? I'm, I'm, I'm just have that, I have that horrible image of you hanging out on the beach right now. <laughs> hey, man, the ladies love me. The ladies love me. I'm dying. Corey, you okay, girl? Yeah, yeah. The ladies love say, you so much that Corey can can't breathe say, Corey, right now. Corey, you look amazing today. Thank just you. Just amazing. You know, folks, you guys didn't see this. She was wearing a teenage... Can you show that to the camera? <laughs> she was wearing... Our Thank you. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> We're getting off topic. <laughs> So you gave a one-star rating, Corey. Uh, I would give it probably the same, one star. I just was... I, I also checked out a little bit. I do like Justin Gabriel, and unfortunately just didn't showcase very well. See, to me, to me, the, obviously this match started slow because there were a lot of arm drags. But I'm glad that two lower-card guys got the time. We saw... I thought we saw some impressive moves, especially that run-up superpower slam by Slater. I thought it was a I thought it was a fun filler match. I'm giving it two and a half. I think it sucks that this match came after such a phenomenal match beforehand. Exactly. So I think a lot of people gave a lot of their energy to the Kofi Cesaro match. But but I and I think there's a reason that they had yeah. the Kofi match go before this. Well I think it's good that they did that, but as a result, even the audience you can tell in the show they were all I mean as as far as the, as, as far as the live crowd goes I can see them doing the match in that order because give the chance, give the crowd a chance to catch their breath and calm mm-hmm. down. Because as soon as that match is over, they're changing the ring skirts and we're getting SmackDown started. For TV purposes, they could have still reversed them because you know you could have just had the Gabriel match go first. That's right. They could have done that, but um, but needless to say, I thought it was you know a solid little filler match. It was a match that type of match is meant for main event. Mm-hmm. You know, you wouldn't see a match like that on Raw anytime soon. But I mean, I enjoyed it, and and that's why I enjoy main event because we're getting a chance to see those lower card guys actually get some time for mm-hmm. a match. I mean, uh, next week I want to see Alex Riley and Yoshitatsu in a twelve minute match. Yoshitatsu. You know why not? Give them, you know, they this is their spotlight. But when it's all said and done. I think we've been doing this show, what, about two months now? Two months. Has it been that long? It's about Ander- it's right our anniversary, months. pretty much. Is it? I think what'd we you, started March. What'd you guys get me? What'd you get me? Um, what'd you get me? Oh, anyway. Uh, Look at that. <laughs> but I, I'm saying about two months. <laughs> this, this was probably the best main event that we have had. We had one outstanding match. We had another one that I know you weren't as you guys weren't as big a fan of. I thought it was a decent filler match. We only had one Raw recap, but it was what the most important part of Raw was, so it was needed. The commentary was good. Um, the interviews were good with this backstage segments with Cesaro before and after the match. Um, thank you, WWE, because you. I loved this episode of Main Event, and I love you too. You're talking to me. Oh, I said you too. The uh, number. Oh, I thought you were talking about you know us too. But that's I okay. said the number two. So I love you guys. <laughs> Fine. I won't give. I won't. I won't display my affection to the two of you. Whatever. Hmm. <laughs> I firmly have to agree with you again. Whoa. Again, Christian. Good. The mic's breaking on you. No. <laughs> I did like a chin up on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally agree with you. It was great. Cesaro, to me, he reminds me of like a Kurt Angle landstorm, kind of like mishmash. Got that half Boston sure. crap. The grapples, fabulous. Loved it. 3MB and Kofi, please retire. 3MB I, and Gabriel. No. Uh, no. Are you mean Kofi? 3MB and Kofi. No, Why would you want Kofi to retire? I'm just Kofi, tired of them. They're, Kofi's got moves that no one else um, does. He, he has moves, and so did uh, Shelton Benjamin. But gimmick-wise... They're just—they're not strong oh, in that actually, field. Actually, speaking of which, there was a rant because um, I know we're going to start wrapping this up. There was um, a tweet that Kofi gave Monday night after Raw because on Raw he had a great match with Ziggler and then Big E attacked him. He's had a tweet that was something along the lines of like, "I'm sick of always being ganged up on. Maybe it's time I find my own posse." 
<laughs> it was just like, what are you thinking, Kobe? Is mm. this just a random thing that he's saying? Or, or is this like just planting the seeds for putting his hair in the line, shaving his head, and creating a new gimmick? Well, he has a, he has a child now, so I wonder how that's going to affect his schedule. Well, we'll yeah. see. Wrestlers have kids. I know, but a newborn is quite different. Yeah. If there's anything that will help Kofi, it's definitely a new gimmick. And if what you're saying is true, um, it I would mean, be cool it's just see. what he tweeted. I mean, obviously, I'm just I'm taking what he tweeted and probably taking it beyond what it should be. But um, but I thought it was an interesting tweet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, is he planning the seeds for something, or is he just randomly tweeting about it? Who knows? Well, you know, we'll, we'll eventually find out. Maybe we'll find out next week on main event. Who knows? But before then, Cameron Cash, how can people reach out to you? Before they reach out to me directly, I'll say it again, folks. You can now tout us your opinions yes. and thoughts and questions on main event. We're the only show to have ever, ever created something like this here on AfterBuzz TV. It's tout.com forward slash me after buzz. Now, if you just want to reach the ladies' man, the most electrifying <laughs> person here on After Buzz TV. Okay, maybe I'm just tuning my horn a little bit too much. <laughs> but I do love all of you guys, and I am very down to earth, believe it or not. You can reach me at LA Exposed, no E before the X, LA Exposed on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Find me. And you can find me everywhere and anywhere at K-A-O-R-I-O-U-S. And please get on AfterBuzzTV.com Saturday at noon for Game Control Live. I will be talking video games with my co-hosts. She does that. And you could also hear me talk about NBC's The Voice Monday nights at 10 Pacific um, right here on AfterBuzz. And you could follow me on Twitter at CRosieVOC. Also, if you're in the Indio Palm Springs area, uh, May 11th and 12th, I will be appearing at the Alpha Omega Wrestling Show. Actually, Ryan Club from the Raw After Show will be there as well. So, be you know, great if you're in the area, come out and see us. And that's all we got this week for Cameron, Corey. I'm Christian Rosenberg. We will see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.